I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Never seen the sky so blue The birds are singing, I got nothing to do Hey, 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 hey Mmm, it's a sunny day Sunny day now My pocket's empty, my cupboard's bare But call me illogical, I just don't care Hey, 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 hey It's just a sunny day KSL Greenhouse. Information and great talk about your home, garden, and your lawn. If you love perennials, can't get enough help on landscape design, or just want to keep your lawn and vegetable garden pest-free, grab a pen. It's the KSL Greenhouse on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Shalaos, Tom Bettis with you. We'll be taking your calls at 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500. Well, Tom, it is the Christmas season, and that means a lot of folks are out buying poinsettias. So we have invited Brian Lloyd from Olson's Greenhouse to join us this morning. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Maria. How are you? We're doing very well. How about you? I'm great. Here in the greenhouse, wow, man, there are so many poinsettias ready. We're <laughs> shipping them every day, and they're out in stores too, but it's just a beautiful sight. I be remember when I, worked, red. <laughs> yeah, when I worked in the nursery industry, right before Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving, I, you could spend 12 or 14 hours a day just getting those out everywhere they needed to get. Yep. So I, you're probably really busy. Yeah, we the crews are very busy shipping, and I mean, every day the landscape of the greenhouse changes, but it's a beautiful sight. These plants are so beautiful, and we we just love to get them out into people's homes to brighten the holidays for everybody. Yeah, so we had a conversation about a week ago, I think, on another topic, but you had mentioned that it would be a good thing to talk about poinsettia care during the holidays because it is so common for those to die too soon, and it's not really that difficult to keep them going, even as a houseplant. And you had some really good suggestions. And so I guess we'll go through this step by step, if that's okay. So when someone brings a poinsettia home from the store, what do you recommend doing? Well, the first thing is, is check for water. Um, They could be in the store for, you know, anywhere from just a, could have been in the store for just a few hours up to over a week. And sometimes they get watered in the store, sometimes not. Uh, but you want to see how dry they are. And usually I would always recommend watering them or planning to water them right away when you get them home. So what method do you recommend for watering them? A watering is, I mean, they need a lot of water. Uh, the soil needs to dry out also. It can't sit in water. So uh, those seem like two contradictory things, but the, the easiest thing is to water them well and then let any excess drain out and then wait for them to dry out a little bit before the next watering. So the method I use is I, I, I usually bring them to a sink, a kitchen sink or somewhere else. I take them out of whatever foil pot cover they're in, or if you have them in a decorative ceramic pot or something else, 
take them out of that decorative pot. Uh, so they're in just the black grower pot, or sometimes the decorative pots will have drain holes at the bottom. Get them down to the pot that has the drain holes, and that's what you want to water them in. So stick that into the sink and, and slowly water either with the faucet or with a cup of water. Uh, water and saturate the soil until it's draining well out the bottom. If the soil is especially dry, you may need to repeat this three or four times until that peat moss starts to satur- or saturate again. Uh, and accept water again. Once it's heavy with water and it looks like it's done draining, I leave it another 20 minutes or so and and let it fully drain. Uh, That way you don't have puddling when you put it back into its pot cover. So, Brian, does temperature of the water matter? It doesn't really. You don't want extremely cold or extremely hot water. Uh, I try to use a little bit lukewarm water on my houseplants and poinsettias. Uh, just to reduce any shock. You don't want cold, cold water, but it doesn't hurt. It's better just to have water, you know, um, and and just make sure it's not freezing cold or burning hot, and you'll be fine. And after this initial watering, how often should the plants be watered? Well, Maria, that depends on a lot of things. It depends on how much sunlight they're getting, how much air movement around them, how warm your house is. Uh, And so, it doesn't. It's not too often. It can be anywhere from two or every two or three days to every week, or maybe even a little bit longer than a week. Uh, on average, every five to seven days seems to be appropriate. And if you miss it by a day or two, it's usually not a big deal. The one thing about poinsettias, uh, if they do wilt, uh, we call it flagging. If those leaves wilt, you usually have half a day or a few hours at least to catch it and saturate the soil again and let them soak up that water, and and they'll recover if that happens the first or second time. Um, so when you see a poinsettia wilt, you can kind of see how long it's drying out in between waterings. But as long as you're waiting, you know, two or three days and then checking the soil, if it seems like it's dry, dried out pretty quickly, then you want to go ahead and get on that schedule of watering every three days. Um If not, if it still seems really wet, I would wait and and water once per week. That's great. So in the house, where are you going to situate the poinsettia to protect it so that it will last through the holidays into January? You know, poinsettias, that's a great question, Tom. Poinsettias are kind of a finicky plant, but I, I think sometimes as growers, we make it harder than it needs to be with poinsettias. Uh, they'll do good uh, in almost any room of the house in any lighting conditions. But when you have optimal conditions, they'll last a lot longer. So if your poinsettias need high light, uh, they're native to Mexico. Uh, They receive a lot of light uh, naturally, and they don't like temperature swings, and they don't like drafty weather. So they don't like air moving across them. So the biggest thing is try and put them – you know, on a southern room in the house so you get the most light. Um, keep them away from heater vents uh, and opening doors, and and you'll be just fine. But if that's not the ideal room for them, put them on the northern side wherever your your main Christmas decorations are, and you'll be fine there as well. They just may not last into January and February like they would if you cared for them optimally. So I'm amazed at how many different kinds of poinsettias that you can buy. I mean, it's just not the red and the off-white anymore. Right. You know, it's 
it started out with a lot of different breeding with different colors um, from red, white, and pink, which were kind of the basis in nature. Uh, breeders were able to work and crossbreed and come up with unique shades. And uh, there's even a green one this year, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I mean, it's a lighter chartreuse green than the green blue uh, leaves below it, but the bracts are coming out. Uh, it's, it's called green envy. And the bracts come out kind of like a, a pale yellowish green, which is really cool. Um, we have autumn leaves that we sold a lot of for Thanksgiving that looks great uh, with those more Thanksgiving autumn fall colors. Uh, and But even for Christmas, there's all sorts of different patterns on the leaves to different leaf colors. So if, you're, if your decor is not a traditional red or white, uh, you could usually find a shade in between that matches your home and let you enjoy poinsettias for the holiday season, no matter what your color scheme is. So does there seem to be a particular hot color this year that <laughs> everyone just needs? <laughs> you know, we did a little poll on our Instagram site. Uh, we have an Instagram for Olson's Greenhouse Gardens, and we asked at least just between white and red what the hottest color was, uh, and it was red by far still. Uh, people are loving red. I think it was 70% red to... 20% white and and the rest in other colors. Uh, but the thing that I'm hearing a lot of chatter about out in the stores are these new bright pink colors. And we have a couple different shades of pink in a combo. Uh, now, when you get into some of the brightest whites and, and bright hot pinks, sometimes it's a little bit of a different species of poinsettia. Uh, all poinsettias are euphorbia. That's the genus, but they have different species that make up um, the genus. And some breeders are working on a, one of the species that has a smaller bract, a smaller leaf, and it's a little bit longer and pointier. And they're able to get brighter colors because of it. So if you see a pure white or one of these pink colors that I'm talking about, it's either like a Princetia is one of the brand names or mm-hmm. Jador is a new brand name. And this Jador pink and light pink, Jador light pink, are really uh, popping in the stores. And I've heard a lot of chatter about them with people welcoming pink into the holidays, believe it or not. Well, Brian, we appreciate your time. Where can people find all of your poinsettias? Well, Olson's Greenhouse has been selling to Walmarts and Home Depots for years and years. And so anywhere in the in Utah or throughout the Mountain State, you'll find Olson's Greenhouse poinsettias at your local Walmart or Home Depot. Well, thank you so much again for being with us and have Thanks a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Brian. You too. And again, uh, Brian Lloyd joining us from Olson's Greenhouse Talking Poinsettias. Coming back with your calls and questions, number to call 801-575-8255. Text us at 57500. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? 
in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good morning. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Anton with you. You can take call us now at 801-575-8255. Text us your questions at 57500. Pam is in Farmington, and good morning, Pam. What is your question this morning? Hi. I have been gone for uh, the last two months, and I just got home. My roses have a few blooms on them they didn't fully bloom looks like they probably froze but they have you know started to open is if i if i prune those down is it going to damage the plant and uh will it be or is it okay to to cut those down if i don't cut it down then you know what is that like i would cut the dead blossoms off but otherwise leave them alone if if it looks like we're you know say we get a heavy snowstorm and it's going mm-hmm. to break the branches. You can prune them back enough so that they don't break. But you do your main pruning on those hybrid tea roses in mid-March. Okay. Okay. And then I have a second question. Is it too late to plant tulip bulbs? No. As long as you can dig, you can plant. Um, it's a little cold and miserable. But, yeah, you absolutely can plant them. Okay. All right. I will see how I fare outside and I may just go ahead and plant them then. Go for it. Thicker gloves, Pam. That's all I'm saying. Thicker gloves and those thinner ones. Good idea. Good idea. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for your call this morning, Pam. You know, I, I was out just for a few minutes, and really, you have to have good gloves. And But Bob was out yesterday. I said, did you freeze gathering leaves? And he's like, no, I worked up a sweat out there. Yesterday was actually kind of warm. It, it Yeah, I like this time of year because if you can get up into the 40s, it's perfect for raking or leaf blowing. And you do work up a sweat. I used to, and I need to see if he needs help. My father-in-law has quite a large orchard, and so I used to mm-hmm. get out there with a leaf blower and around 40 degrees was my perfect temperature. Yeah. So today the high is supposed to be 44. It could snow though. It's 20% chance of snow Uh, tomorrow up to 46. Now, Monday, if you do have some stuff to get done, this is a great weekend to do it because on Monday, 70% chance, and we're not talking rain, we're talking snow on Monday. So getting some of those leaves off the grass, that could be a really great thing for them to do today. Yeah. Looking at one weather report and they're saying 90%. On there, so the <laughs> National Weather Service. So there's a really good chance yeah, we really could good see chance some of snow, snow on Monday. Right. Looking at the temperatures, we're supposed to be back up into the mid 40s by the end of next week. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, texts today about the leaves staying on the trees and people being worried about their trees. It doesn't really impact the tree itself with the, for the leaves to stay on there. What happens though is if it snows and they have a lot of leaves, that that could impact the branches. Yes, especially if it's a really dense canopy. Some of the oaks have really large leaves. The pears are the main ones because they have naturally brittle wood. And so if you get snow load on a pear that has a lot of leaves, those, especially some of the older varieties, have well, they'll fold down just like an umbrella. Hmm. 
So I'm wondering, something like a Japanese maple, like the lace leaf, would it be a good idea to maybe just try to take the leaves off? Or are you, you going to hurt it that way? You could. The other thing you could do is get some twine and just wrap it around the tree. You don't want to squeeze the tree really tightly, but just get it so there's a little bit of tension. And a lot of times that twine will hold the branches up and you can use a leaf blower or something else to get the snow off of the okay. tree. Okay. Uh, Judy is in Mapleton this morning. Good morning, Judy. What is your question? Good morning. I just wondered, I have a poinsettia that was given to me last year at Christmas time. It was beautiful, but I've kept the houseplant alive, and now it's barely starting to turn red again. Is there something that I could do to amend the soil to make it bloom red again, or is it No. No? It's a light thing, and so it needs to be starting about eight to 10 weeks before Christmas or let's say before mid November, you need to have it in 14 or 15 hours of darkness every night. Okay. So you carefully move it to a closet or to a room that you know that the lights are not going to be turned on and then move it back out to the brighter light. Oh, even, even an overhead light will cause it. It will. Not to Yes. Oh. If it's coloring okay. up, that's great. It is because it's kind of, it's in my laundry room, which doesn't get a ton of light. But. Yeah, and that's probably why it's coloring up. But if you were to have the window in there so that it was dark, but you couldn't go in there after dark because it does delay it coloring up. And so you might have to get a, a pantry or another storage room or something that you could move it back and forth. Okay. All right, then. All right. Thank you. All right, Judy. Good luck. Yeah, it may help to play Paul Simon's Sound of Silence (laughs) to it while it's in the dark room. So help Uh, it be a little bit more blue so it colors up better. Okay. Just say that she took this down in her basement and it would have to stay dark for how long for this to bloom properly? 14 hours, maybe even 15 hours every night. Okay. And then you do that for eight to ten weeks. You can't just leave it down there in the dark. And oh, I wish you could, but darn it, yeah, you're going to be <laughs> packing it back and forth. Uh-huh. And if you have a room big enough, some people will put them on a cart and just move them back and forth to a bright window. Or if you had a basement room with a uh, window in there that you could have bright light and then draw the drapes and move it away or something, that would be fine too. Well, I turn the light on for my succulents, so why not haul a poinsettia yeah. plant up and down, What right? we do, I mean, I, I sometimes think it's silly what we do for our dogs sometimes, you know, and I, if people want to do that, it's fine. I'm not saying don't, but uh, I, when we start doing it for our houseplants, I can't really talk too I love much. my houseplants. Yes. Stop it. Okay, we're going to take a break for the bottom of the hour news. We'll be back with your calls and questions. Number to call, 801-575-8255. You can text us at 57500. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.